Welcome to Home Design Chat with Nancy. Are you remodeling or building your dream home? Well, we will chat about everything from the ceilings to the floors and everything in between. So if you have any questions, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. And this broadcast is being brought to you by Premier Lighting. Well, first I want to say that if you enjoy these podcasts, please share them with your friends. Otherwise, you're being selfish. There's a lot of information on these podcasts, and so if you know anybody who's remodeling or building or just want to know more information about building products, interior design, colors, or whatever, we talk about it all. So back to today. Today is... February 18th, and I don't know about where you live, but we're having some rainy weather here, but what the heck. We don't have rain that often, so we don't mind it. Today we have Vince Cavelli, and he is the National Sales Manager with QDI. Vince, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure to be here. I think we're going to learn a lot about stone. Let's go back to QDI. What does QDI stand for? QDI stands for Quarry's Direct International. We're actually a direct import uh, wholesale distribution company based right here in Phoenix. Oh, so your corporate office is here in Phoenix? Our corporate office is in Phoenix. We also have locations in Anaheim and Dallas, a couple in Houston, as well as uh, Arkansas. And um, we uh, also have reps in Austin, San Antonio, Louisiana, all, all around, even Oklahoma. Oh, good. So we have, I've done a podcast with uh, somebody else from QDI, and we did explain that you are not open to the public. That is correct. That might be a good thing or maybe not. We work with retail customers all the time. A lot of times contractors will send their customers in to help so we can help them pick out their material, but we do not sell directly to them. We always refer them back to the contractor. So if somebody is looking on your website, QDI, it's QDI.com? Uh, QDI Surfaces. QDI com, right. mm-hmm. And they see a product that they like, they have to either go through their builder or they have to go through their designer. That is correct. Or, well, that's about it. Yeah. Otherwise, they're out of luck. Yeah. Or a dealer they're dealing with or install contractor, whatever the case may be. Work with a lot of pool builders as well. Good. So today, I was going to ask you all about natural stone. I think there's a lot of people remodeling out there, and they should know the difference between the porcelain and the natural. What is the best product to put where? So first of all, what is the A number one thing we should know about natural stone? Well, probably the biggest uh, attraction or beauty of of natural stone is, uh, well, exactly that. It's its beauty and uniqueness. Uh, And there are a lot of people that are just more natural stone purists. They want the real thing instead of something that's fake or something that looks like natural stone. Well, sometimes um, I see a stone or a floor. I shouldn't say a mm -hmm. stone, but I will go into a house, and I actually have to stare at it or touch it to see if it's porcelain or natural. That's how close they're emulating that. Now they are. Porcelain's come a long way in the last five years it's actually incredible what they're doing with the technology so there are a lot of porcelains that look so real even as a stone guy i too would have to go up and touch it to tell the difference or get very close to it so yes some of the new porcelains are amazing and i have met well i've had customers in the past where they insist they want natural um i don't know what's what's the best i mean there's a price difference there's an installation difference it all has to fit into the function and the design 
This is true. And th- there are porcelains that are more expensive than natural stone and vice versa. So, again, as you said, it depends on the application, what someone's trying to do. There are people that just want a real stone. And a lot of your higher-end homes, most designers will still use a natural stone because, again, it's the real thing. It's like the difference between having real leather and faux leather or, you know, a, a name-brand purse versus something that's a fake purse. It's not the real thing. The real thing. So some yeah. people just want real stone. Um, and, again, there's just nothing like the look and feel of, of a natural stone. Uh, there are pros and cons to both. And uh, the good thing is, as you said, with the technology and things they're doing in that today with digital imaging, uh, there are some porcelains now that look absolutely amazing. So you can get all the benefits and look of natural stone without some of the uh, sealing and applications and things you need to do with natural stone. Well, now that you mentioned photo imaging, we know that you can get a box of porcelain tiles. It may look like travertine, but how many kinds of tile... Well, I want to say pictures. Mm-hmm. How images. many different tile images would you find in a box of 12? It, it would depend on uh, the particular uh, that particular uh, brand or that particular collection because we have uh, collections that have as few as five images, some up to 150, which is unheard of. Yeah. So it depends on the product, and that's part of the thing that generates the price on a porcelain as well. Um, it's not just the the pay rating or the hardness of the of the stone it's the variation number of pictures uh, number of images um the size um uniqueness of color well all kinds we're talking of about things. size i have a question mm-hmm. i know that porcelain has really come a long way and they're varying in their sizes you can even get uh, 24 by 48s and larger yes. so weight wise compare a for a 48 by 24 porcelain to natural stone the natural stone must be heavier. It, it is, but it would depend on the thickness as, as well. So if you take a typical 3 8 uh, inch porcelain tile, it would be slightly lighter than, a, say, a 3 inch natural stone, maybe a pound or two difference per square foot. So you're probably about five pounds a foot square foot on a porcelain, you're probably going to be closer to six or seven on a natural stone. And what's the typical thickness of natural stone? If you compared porcelain to natural stone, on a tile, say a 24 by 24. It would be anywhere from three-eighths to half-inch, typically. But there are some applications where they, people would use five-eighths or three-quarter inch, again, depending on the application. But your typical tile that you put on a floor is going to be, depending on the finish, anywhere from about three-eighths to half-inch on, okay. on average. So we can actually say that whether they use porcelain or natural stone, it depends on what they want it to look like. Do they want to use the real thing? They can save a little money if they go porcelain, but if they want the real deal, it has to be the They natural. may or may not save money using porcelain. <laughs> That's true. There That's are true. very you inexpensive porcelains, but they're also very inexpensive natural stones. So it depends on the quality of the natural stone um, and how it's finished. So all, there's a number of factors that play into to price. Um, just like in, in natural stone porcelain, the raw materials, um, uh, how it's how it's baked, how they actually uh, produce it, mm-hmm. at what temperatures, which would produce the hardness of it. Um, the, your your nicer materials are going to have a more unique look, have higher images, be a harder material. So there's a number of factors that go into price. So we've got a man-made created porcelain that's baked, right? And then we have the natural stone that's quarried. Correct. Big difference in the process. Absolutely. So I was looking at some pictures, and I found some sandstone that people have actually used on floors. Do we have any pros and cons on sandstone? Because I really like the look. Well, sandstone um, sandstone's a, a beautiful material. It's actually a sedimentary rock, um, and it, it is a very dense stone. Uh, but over time, 
uh, depending on the application, if you had it in a typical patio application area where you don't have a lot of traffic, it'll hold up very well. I would probably stay away from sandstones and a lot of water applications. I think over time that could get soft and start to um, break apart. Uh, but but the, the stone itself is a very hard, dense stone, but don't confuse hardness and density with durability. So sandstone over time, if it's in a very weathered area or has a lot of traffic, could start to wear down. You do see sandstone a lot of times in exterior buildings, but they're usually very thick applications. So that's a vertical application? Vertical application talking, right? done with cladding. I've uh -huh. seen that a lot of commercial buildings. It looks beautiful. It's absolutely the well, colors in it are amazing. If you use it on a floor or maybe your outside patio and yep. you say it wears down, does it wear down evenly or are we going to have a traffic pattern where it dips? I think over time, again, over many years, you could have see a little bit of a traffic pattern with, with sandstone. Um, I, I wouldn't, you would really have to do a lot of walking or have a lot of pets that are running back and forth with sharp nails and stuff that are scratching up to say, oh. see where you see a dip. But yeah, over time you could create a So a if path. you have animals with sharp nails, you shouldn't use sandstone in your house? Uh, sandstone's not used in house applications typically. I mean, I don't see it used in that a lot except unless it's in different accent areas, usually on vertical applications. I don't see it used too much um, on, on flooring, although it can be. I, mostly when I've seen it, it's been in vertical, applica vertical applications in buildings and uh, in patios and, and different okay, areas Okay, so like let's that. compare that or switch over to limestone. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of get them confused. I think they're very um, contemporary-looking, both of them. So what about limestone in the house? Limestone in the house is perfectly fine. There's very, there's a lot of very popular, beautiful limestones right now. Limestone is also a sedimentary stone. In limestone, there are different degrees of hardness on limestone. There's very soft limestones, like uh, an Austin limestone, which is a, like a chop block they use on the outside of houses quite a bit. Very soft, very brittle. Over time, it'll even get chalky. If it's, I've seen people have it inside the house, and they'll have like chalk residue on the floor because over time it just wears down. And well, that doesn't sound good. Uh, it, it would it would be kind of a cleaning nightmare, but it's very popular in Texas. Like you'll see uh, Austin limestone on the outside of buildings. It's a beautiful stone on the outside, but it's usually like six inches thick. But what about putting that in all climates? You, would you be able to use that in Minnesota with all the cold and snow, or do you have to reserve that? To I a probably temperate? wouldn't use that in a freeze thaw application. It's probably not very durable. But there are limestones that are extremely hard. There are limestones that are more like a marble. Um, in fact, marble is a type of limestone. So marble it will go through a met, is a metamorphic stone. It'll go through a process where it starts as limestone and through uh, high pressure and heat over time becomes marble. So there are some limestones too that they'll even categorize as a limestone, limestone slash marble. That um, could be why the Italians have all of Italy made out of marble. Absolutely. Marble and travertine. They knew what they were talking about. Look at about. the Colosseum. is mostly travertine. Yeah. And, and, and all the statues and everything, and they're going to last forever. Most of, absolutely. I would hope. If you go to Rome and some of the... Uh, ancient cities, you'll see you'll see travertine and, and limestone uh, and marble that you know floors that are two thousand years old. You know they're still there. I did, yeah. and I loved it. It's it amazing. It was great. Hey, we were talking about outside limestone and patios, and this is the time of year when you want to start thinking about your outside living room, which is your barbecue area, your patio, your 
flooring on the patio, and also your lighting. And so if you don't have enough lights on the outside, now's the time to call Premier Lighting. They have a website which will give you a lot of information. It's shoppremier.com. They're located in Scottsdale. But if you are out of Arizona, you can always go on their website and you can call them. They do ship. And they do have very educated consultants who can help you uh, with your lighting. So the proper lighting outside is very, very important. Don't forget, it's shoppremier.com. So back to stone. I still like limestone and I still like sandstone. But what about slate? That's I see that a lot, but I don't see that as much as I used to. Slate's not as popular these days as it used to be. Um, again, there are pros and cons to slate like anything else. Slate is a very hard stone. Um, it can get very hot here in the Arizona sun. Uh, that's probably the biggest downfall to it. It's extremely hot. Uh, so it must be dense. It holds it the heat? It is very dense. It does hold the heat. Um, slate is also metamorphic rock. Um, it's forged from, it's forged from um, uh, mudstone or shale. So it's a, it's a layered stone. And sometimes over time, like a flagstone, some of those slate levels can, can spall or uh, over time start to flake off. Uh, but it's a, it's a very dense, very hard stone. Uh, it's beautiful. It has a nice look to it. I think over time, looks just tend to change, and people go with different things. Yes. So I don't. We don't see a lot of slate anymore. I mean, it's still sold. Um, Do you remember years ago when the houses up in the Scottsdale North area had the freeform slate? They would put it in the house, outside the house, mm-hmm. on the tub decks. I mean, it was on the shower walls. It, I don't see that anymore. Not, again, it, it, I think just times change and design styles change, uh, color options change, no different than the design industry uh, in, in fashion. But same thing with porcelain. Porcelain's more of a fashion. That's why porcelain is constantly having to reinvent itself. That's why every year you see new lines and well, things Well, I keep talking out. about trends and fads. Yeah. They come and go. So Correct. whatever you put in your house, you have to love, no matter what the trend yeah. is or the fad, you're yeah. going to keep it. And that's one of the advantages. You asked me about natural stone earlier. Is If you get a classic natural stone look, it's kind of a timeless look for the most part. Um, uh, other than some travertines that people may say, well, everybody had that color travertine 20, 10 years ago or whatever the case may be. But a, a typical marble or stone or limestone, um, it's it's a timeless look. So it, it's something that, that will, um, it, it's not going to look so trendy or look dated. And that's one of the advantages that's of natural stone key. as well. Yeah. yeah. Now, I really like slate. And I did see it one time in application. It was burgundy or maroon. I think it was maroon. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stone. I don't see that anymore. Is that um, is there a shortage, or are they just they're not acquiring that? Or I don't know. There's necessarily a shortage. I think it's just a supply and demand it thing. It was beautiful. Yeah, there there are some bo- gorgeous slates. I've seen some beautiful slates, but like we used to sell some slate, and we don't anymore. There's just not. We don't see a demand for it as much. So, um, in a- exterior applications, we're also seeing a drop in interior. Uh, tiles for travertine. Travertine was all the rage, say, five or ten years ago. It's starting to lose its popularity. But limestones we're seeing are picking up. So limestones are picking up and a lot of porcelains. Um, Well, I think the reason for that is that contemporary minimalist and simplicity are the rage right now. They are. And so putting a floor down that has less pattern so then it's easier to work with, and it just makes the room look a little simpler, cleaner, and open. I, I would agree? agree. Now, on the exterior, though, 
we sell more travertine pavers than we ever have. So oh, it, let's talk pavers. Yeah, because travertine pavers are still extremely popular, and I think for the money, they're one of the still one of the best options out there. So what makes a paver a paver? Well, really, uh, when people refer to a paver, it's usually just the thickness of the material. Which it, is? A typical travertine paver, natural stone paver, is going to be about an inch and a quarter thick or three centimeter. If you're talking about, say, a cement paver, um, those are usually going to be about over two inches, two two and a quarter, two and a half inch uh, cement pair. But we, we're not talking about cement today, no, so let's we, go we back won't to discuss the travertine. that. Now, you but, have different stones <clears throat> that you have for pavers. We do. Um, we have, uh, we spe- personally, we specialize in travertine, limestone, and marble. Um, we have a very large selection of travertine pavers, but you also see a lot of uh, limestone and marble pavers. The If you want to talk about some of the advantages of those, one of the reasons why people like travertine so much is not just the beauty. Um, they're probably about 20% cooler than concrete. Uh, they're going to be much cooler than slate. And they're a very durable product. But they also have a lot of holes, which they, adds well, to the coolness, I would think. It does. It will dissipate heat more, and that comes down to the quality of the stone. You're going to have – there is no official grading system on travertine, but you could have a premium grade, kind of a standard grade, and a commercial grade. Uh, your premium and standard grade pavers, uh, travertine by nature has holes in it because that's how it's formed in the earth. It actually is a limestone. It's a type of limestone. It goes through a metamorphic process where – uh, again, without getting into a geology lesson, it's, it's gases will escape through the limestone. When they come back down, they, they, they settle at the bottom of um, hot springs or, or riverbeds, and, and it, it collects oxides and different things in the water, and that creates the color within limestone. That, Too or, bad I'm, this wasn't a video because he talks with his hands yeah. a lot. <laughs> I'm Italian, you know, just like you. Yeah. So, true, true. Um, uh, travertine by nature will have a lot more color in it because of the changes it goes through uh, from, from a limestone. But because of those holes that are created within the material, um, it does dissipate heat very quickly, and um, it does allow the material to cool down. So, But doesn't the dirt get stuck in the holes well, if you're outside? Y- yes and no, but in Arizona, what doesn't get dirty? I don't Whether something has, uh, and you can fill that in with a palmeric sand or, or grout, and you're not going to have a lot of dirt building up. But Which I like the look of that when you fill it in. You do. It just makes it tighter and, and uh, it, it keeps it from when ke- getting used, loose. you uh, stone, natural stone pavers, you don't really... What do you do? Just stick it on the earth? Do you just uh, kind of like dig a hole, smoothen it out, lay your pavers on the dirt, probably in sand? Yes, there's a little, little, little more to it than that. But but you can do a, a quote unquote sand set application like you're describing. And how do you? Uh, you don't put anything between them. You just kind of butt them real tight to each other. A natural stone paver can be butted together. Um, typically, what they're going to do a proper application. They're typically going to put. Uh, a base of, of crushed granite, what they would call AB, um, down, and th- that thickness will depend on the application. If it's a driveway application, probably be thicker. Um, if you have very hard ground, they may not use any AB at all. Some will just use a quarter minus and p- use a uh, a quarter a minus quarter minus um, a quarter minus what quarter minus uh, a rock. It's, oh, that's it's a very, rock. It's almost like a. Um, a very fine, uh, like a sand. It's a almost like a rougher? sand, a little rougher. Okay. And then they'll use a mortar sand. They'll, of course, that needs to be leveled out and, and compacted um, so it doesn't uh, shift at all. It doesn't sink on you. And then they will lay the pavers together. Natural stone pavers you can butt together. 
Um, and then they'll usually, typically finish it with a polymeric sand, which will fill in all the holes and gaps and kind mm-hmm. of tighten it up a little bit. A polymeric sand will have a polymer in it or a glue, so when it gets wet, it almost hardens like a grout. Uh, and it doesn't take away from the look of the travertine. I've seen it. It, it really doesn't. I think it adds to it. Especially if you do a matching color um, sand, it, it really doesn't affect right. it at all. So uh, some of the advantages of travertine, again, they're, most of them are going to be very non-slip, especially a tumbled paver. Um, it'll be a non-slip application. It does dissipate heat well. There's The beauty is, to me, is second to none. Um, and it just adds uh, a, a great look to any application. Then why would people use a marble paver? I would think they're very slippery. Marble pavers can be a little more slippery because of the density of them. Marble pavers will also be a little hotter because they don't dissipate the heat as well. But marble pavers are gorgeous. And there are people who don't like the holes or the voids that you're going to see in a travertine so they want a denser looking stone so they'll go with a limestone or a marble typically uh, marbles are going to use in a patio application or areas where there's not a lot of water i have had customers that have put marble around a pool um, which is fine and there are different sealers you can use that can help with a little bit more of a non-slip so they still seal the pavers i would it's never going to hurt you to seal a paver, just okay. like an interior application. Uh, I always tell customers it's never going to hurt you to seal seal a paver or a natural stone. All you're going to do is protect it from getting stained. Does every do all people or applications seal out, outdoor pavers? No. Um, some do, some don't. If it's going to be around a barbecue area where there's a lot of food and stuff that could be spilled, I would definitely seal the pavers. So I guess ketchup uh, stains Yes, pavers? or wine or whatever. Sure, yeah. anything can over Is time. Is it possible to lift that stain out? It, it can be possible depending on how old and how deep it is. Um, and that's where if you seal it, it's going to allow you to you wash it off. You about Even it. if you mm-hmm. spilled something on a stone that was not sealed, if you hose it off right away, it should be a non-issue. Um, but also in a saltwater application around a pool, I would seal stone 100% of the time. Okay, so we can put marble around a pool, but it's going to be slippery. We can probably use travertine around a pool is probably uh, your recommendation. A tumbled marble will will still be slip-resistant, but it won't be as slip-resistant as a travertine. Okay. So let's talk about maintenance just really quick because I know you have to get to your next appointment because you already warned me about that. <laughs> So if you have a natural stone in a house, what is the typical maintenance um, regimen that they should go by? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of there seems to be a misperception out there that natural stone in general is a high-maintenance material, and it really isn't. The biggest difference between, say, a, a natural stone application and a porcelain would be that you're sealing a natural stone indoor, and with a porcelain you're not. That's really the only difference. As far as cleaning goes, there's not much much of a difference. With a natural stone, I would use a... Uh, pH neutral cleaner or just a, a mild soap and water. Can you buy that at Home Depot or you your could, stone company? Any, any, there yeah. are tons of them out there. Or go online. Um, yeah, and I, I wouldn't use any over-the-counter harsh uh, cleaners that are going to leave a film on, on the stone. I wouldn't even recommend that for porcelain, quite frankly. Uh, but uh, you could even use a, a little a cap full of bleach if you wanted to do a little bit of disinfecting. It's not going to hurt as long as it's What about vinegar? Somewhere. I hear people say, oh, I would you not, can use vinegar. I would not use vinegar on a because vinegar is acidic, I wouldn't use it on a natural stone floor because uh, anything acidic could etch etch the stone. So but I would also stay away from anything porcelain, acidic. doesn't the vinegar ruin the grout? It can etch the grout. Really, or? vinegar isn't as good of a cleaner as a lot of people think. So we uh, should we should stay with the salad. I, uh, yes, I would keep agree. it on the salad, not yeah. on your floors. Yes, but but getting back to what you said. 
Um, the maintenance-wise, there's not much of a difference. Uh, a, a cleaning machine that extracts uh, the dirt and water is good to use. A steam cleaner is good to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's always good to use those types of cleaners. I recommend versus, say, a, a mop in a bucket because really all you're doing is moving around dirty water. So unless you had a small area you were mopping up, I would use an extraction-type machine to actually clean. But for everyday cleaning, just a typical dust mop works And how fine. often do you think they should seal it? Uh, sealing natural stone, again, depends on the traffic and application, but you can go years without sealing okay, natural so stone. so if we had natural stone in a shower... Na- in a shower well, application of water, um, I would probably seal more often, maybe every year or two. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a small area, so it's not that big of a deal. Cleaning, it's no different. Again, I would use a pH-neutral cleaner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know people have had stone in their showers for years, and even to do a little disinfecting, we'll just put a little cap full of bleach in, in some soapy water, and it's fine. I would rinse it thoroughly, though, just to make sure you're not going to hurt it. Uh, but but in, a, in a water application, I would definitely seal uh, probably every year or two because you have a lot more traffic there, a lot more water there. But any any application in the shower, the the walls themselves are going to be red guarded, are going to be waterproofed, and they're going to have things in there that aren't going to, if it's done properly, won't hurt. Can it. you use a natural stone in a steam shower? Um, you could. Um, it, it certainly wouldn't hurt. There's, there are other, typically in a steam application, um, well, I've seen both. Uh, you could. It's not going to hurt it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't fall on their head when it's yes. applied to the ceiling. Well, I think we've covered everything in Natural Stone 101, don't you? I hope so. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for enlightening us, and hopefully everybody has learned a little bit more about what they should pick and, and apply it to the application. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank you, Vince, for stopping by and giving us a lot more information so that we know what we're doing now. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you. And thank everybody for listening to this. And until the next time, have a great day.